Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is August 25th, 2021. 15 days to kick off. 15 days. You know who I am so excited about it. You know who's not excited about it? Cowboys. I know. The Cowboys team and all their fans. You know, they might think they're excited about it. They're going to be so sad. They're going to be very sad. It's going to be a very sad, large segment of the population. They are America's team, after all. Who came up with that? We need to look Probably into that. their PR team. Probably Jimmy Jones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I remember, gosh, it's ever since I was a little kid. They're called America's team. Uh, the cheerleaders were huge. I remember that, yeah, of course. Mm. Uh, you know, they've never changed their cheerleaders' outfit. They've got the same outfits they've had since like the 60s or something. Another thing, you I'll have to look into that. works. Yes, well. For hours, you're going to research that. I'm huh? definitely going to have to fact check and follow up <laughs> with that one. <laughs> we got a good podcast for you today. It's basically going to be just news. We're going to cover the Buccaneers. We're going to cover the NFC South. We're going to cover the league. And we're going to cover not everything, but a, a little bit a of lot, everything. A lot of stuff. We're going to dabble here and there. Yeah. Dabble here and there. Now, we're not going to talk too much about the game coming up Saturday, which is Saturday at 8 p.m., and it's going to be against the Houston Texans. We're going to see our first stringers out there for the first half. At least a BA said that if they don't play good, they might be out in the third quarter, too. <laughs> He's so funny. He just uh, he just he just opens his mouth and talks, don't he? Yeah, just stuff just comes out. Yeah, uh, but uh, we're gonna you know not really talk about that a whole lot. We're gonna save that for Friday. We're gonna be a big breakdown on all the good stuff going on with that. But Molly's gonna Molly's gonna be the dealing with this podcast. She's got all the information. I got a few things to contribute, so uh, we're gonna let her take it away, Molly Bay. Hopefully, you'll have your commentary too. Oh, you know I'll jump in. Got a bunch of stay, stuff staying. I can't keep my mouth shut about nothing. Well, <laughs> I am going to ask you about the Winston stuff, so stay oh, tuned yeah. for that. Okay, so we'll start around the league. Vinny Curry, who is a former Buccaneer, he mm-hmm. came from the Eagles after they won their Super Bowl. He was one of our big signings. Him and with, Bo Allen. With Bo Allen. Oh, 2018. Yeah, so I did not remember that. So yeah. He's been around. with Philadelphia since 2012. He's still with them. Uh, no, he, he went to the Jets. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So this well, he was with them to, to 2020. Right. Yeah. So he went to the Jets, and the Jets doctors diagnosed him with a rare blood disorder. So he oh. ended up getting his spleen removed and then was on – blood thinners because he got a bunch of blood clots and so the blood thinners he cannot have physical contact obviously while on blood thinners so he can't play this season wow that's horrible i know uh he said that they expect him to make a full recovery and he should be back next season but for now he can't can't play so wait a minute. So he had a rare blood disorder, mm-hmm. got his spleen removed. The medication mm-hmm. they gave him causes blood clots. Well, he said during his recovery, blood clots formed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's just a side effect of the surgery. And then um, got on the medication and can't have contact. Yeah, because if you get a bruise, that's... Yeah, it's huge blood very clot dangerous. There, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so he hopes to be back. Next I liked him. I, I was upset when him and Bo Allen went back to Philadelphia. You know, I was like, yeah, you know. I mean, they, they were basically rotational guys. But yeah, uh, and Vinny was injured him. a lot for us. I think the whole first part of the season he was not in. But they played hard. I liked that. Yeah, yeah. So all right. We touched on how Mike Vrabel, the Titans head coach, tested positive on Sunday Mm -hmm. after we had played them for Mm -hmm. coronavirus. And then we learn, I guess, Tuesday, Monday, that Ryan Suckup, our kicker, had tested positive. 
He is fully vaccinated. And Vrabel was too. Oh, he was. I yeah. didn't. I didn't hear about that. But uh, Ryan apparently went to dinner with some of the Titans players because he was their longtime kicker, and that's how I think. I don't know if like BA went to Mike Vrabel and made the connection between that dinner and suck up testing positive, but. I think none of those guys have tested positive that he went to dinner with. And in any case, he's isolating and um, none of the specialists in the kicking group at the Buccaneers have tested positive. They're all still practicing. So, Well, you know, last year there was a huge issue with false positives. Not mm-hmm. just with the NFL, but uh, Major League Baseball and hockey. You know, it was a, there was a, there was a lot of false positives last year, and I wonder if they're retesting guys after they get tested as, as positive, you know, or if they're just going, eh, you know, whatever, just sit out for a little bit and come back. Well, in order to even come back, they'll have to have two negative tests. So yes, I think that they are. Hmm. Recur- <clears throat> the tests are recurring, and remember earlier in the preseason like training camp almost immediately Winfield they Mm -hmm. he was held out of a practice and I think that must have been a false positive because Mm -hmm. he was held out one practice and the next day he was fine yeah yeah that's it's it's very strange none of this makes any sense speaking of which uh Cole Beasley uh, has been forced into a five-day re-entry program because one of the Buffalo Bills trainers tested positive for the coronavirus even though the trainer was vaccinated. Now, the vac- the trainer has been feeling ill. Uh, he, matter of fact, that's what brought it up. He got sick, or he started feeling ill and went home and then got tested and found out he had the coronavirus. So, Why the hell was he at work? That is what annoys me about this whole thing. And, you know... I was the type, I suffer from allergies a lot, and a lot of the symptoms are similar to a cold. Mm -hmm. And before coronavirus, I probably would have still gone into work because it's a common enough thing I can usually identify. However, since coronavirus has started, I, if I have any, anything, anything, I do not go anywhere. (laughs) You know, and I don't understand why, you know, and I'm not even that freaked out about it, but I just think that out of a courtesy to everyone around me and Mm -hmm. because I don't want to be that asshole that brings it into the office Mm -hmm. or, you know, spreads it around the grocery. I don't want that on my conscience. Mm -hmm. So to me, I do not understand people who are like, oh, I felt like shit, but I went to work anyway. Like, what are you doing? Well, what are you doing? Yes, it it, it was definitely huge back in the day. And I think that's changed now, definitely with the coronavirus pandemic and all that good stuff that, you know, people used to do that because it was a sign of toughness and perseverance and all that. You know, you just push through it and you work and all that good stuff. I was never a big fan of it because I don't like getting sick. (laughs) People come in to work. They're sick. I avoid yes. them. I get mad at them. Yeah. I used to always. And I was the type of guy that if I got sick, I'm calling in, you know, mainly because I didn't want to go to work. But <laughs> secondly, because. Convenient excuse. Yeah. You remember when I called in <laughs> sick one time? What was it? I called in. Uh, oh, my gosh. Tired. Hungover. Hungover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I called it. I was just like, I, I'm hungover. I'm not coming in. <laughs> yeah. You got to appreciate the honesty. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I've always been of the mindset of if you're sick, stay out of the office, you know, stay away from work, you know. And, and, you know, when I work construction, guys would come in and be sick and everything. I'm like, dude, you can't get me sick working construction. It's all I need to do is sneeze while I'm, you know, five stories up on a roof and uh, fall to my death. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> That's true. So, anyhow, Cole Beasley has to go through because he was close contact. He can't play. He can't practice. He was kicked out of the facility. Five guys, no, I mean, four guys were. And they all have to go through the five-day, it's called five-day re-entry process. Uh, Well, that's the same thing that happened to Cam Newton because mm -hmm. he apparently did not go through the right testing Mm -hmm. procedures to go back to the Patriots. It was like, wasn't it an approved medical thing that he went Mm -hmm. out of facility for and then, uh, it's just ridiculous. Yes, it's, it's very ridiculous. 
Uh, Star Latoya Toilet, Latoya, Latoya Toilet, Latoya Lily, Star Latoya Lily, Vernon Butler, and Gabrielle Davis were the other three. So those four have had to, they've been removed from practice. Uh, they're not allowed to come close to anybody. Uh, they can't come to the facility at all for five days, and they have to test positive or negative. And none of them have tested positive yet. It's been two days, and none of them have tested positive. Uh, but this is under the league's new rules. It says only unvaccinated players are subject to the five-day re-entry cadence. So obviously, all those guys are unvaccinated. Uh, the unvaccinated players are tested daily, while fully vaccinated players are required to be tested once every 14 days. Now, Cole Beasley brought this up in the offseason, you know, because he's been a very mm-hmm. vocal advocate or against all this. What do you call that? Uh, advocate outspoken. against? Outspoken, yeah. And he was, one of his main points was, why do unvaccinated have to be tested every day when the vaccinated are only tested every two weeks? The vaccinated can get sick, they can bring the virus in, mm-hmm. and they can give it to everybody. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly what's happened. That's what happened. You know, they, a vaccinated person came into the building sick, and now the unvaccinated people are being punished for it. Because, oh, my gosh. How yeah. mad would you be? Yeah. It, yeah. And then do they get docked pay? I mean, I know that there were financial penal- penalties for all that happening. I, don't know. I think it's when you spread, if, if you are the first one, if they identify you as the source, I think, I don't know that you get docked pay, but the team mm-hmm. gets penalized if an unvaccinated player is spreading it. Hmm. Yeah, well, luckily it wasn't an unvaccinated player. Now, all four of these right. guys are not going to be able to play in the next preseason game. Well, Green and Bay. how many of them are fighting for jobs? Like, that's kind of messed up. So that could be your last opportunity. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think Cole Beasley is. But I, don't I don't think know Star about is. Vernon Butler probably isn't. I don't think any of them are. They're okay. all veterans. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it's just, you know, that's what Cole talked about the whole time. Mm-hmm. And they just proved him right. Yeah. It's just, it nothing makes sense it, none, it none of it make makes sense. sense none of it makes sense it does not make sense it is the weirdest weirdest thing you this know whole... cole's got to be sitting there like i told y'all but it doesn't matter i know it doesn't it matter doesn't. no you're right every everybody's just gone haywire with all this stuff and you've got this thing happening over here this thing happening over here some people are masking some people aren't masking you know schools are masking schools aren't masking it's you got to get shots over here you got to get not shots over here they say you can't get it uh, if you're vaccinated, but then kind of find out you can get it. And then it's like, oh, you get it, but you know, you're not going to be hospitalized. Now it's like hot. They're going to the hospital. People are dying. It's, it's all over the place. It's insane. It, to me, it was one of the biggest failures of the medical community in history. You know, it's just they're unprepared. Un, it, it terrible messaging. It, terrible messaging. <laughs> terrible, terrible messaging. I know. And it, it's, you know, you've got some doctors are saying they're not going to treat people if they're not vaccinated. And, and, and you're like, well, isn't that your job? I mean, weren't you supposed to? I mean, right. Are you going to do that for people that smoke? Or are you going to be like, well, you got lung cancer, but I'm not going to treat you because you used to smoke. Or, mm-hmm. you know, what about That's people? That's your personal that- choice has led to yeah. negative health consequences. So right. I can't, I can't mess with You know, and well, and the Dallas Cowboys just had an outbreak. They put six players on the COVID reserve list. Yeah, and we got to play those guys. Just yesterday, Jerry Jones was on, or it might have been Monday, just this week, he was on Sirius XM radio talking about how important vaccinations are and it's everyone's duty. And mm-hmm. and then six of his players go on the COVID list. And I think that they were, I, I feel like the Cowboys are one of those teams that are have a lot a high vaccination rate and then you're Mm -hmm. like okay well you know i don't you're still spreading it so right great i guess (laughs) Uh, yeah i guess i mean it yeah it's it's been quite proven by now that you know there there are breakthrough cases and people are getting Mm -hmm. sick they're going to the hospital uh, you know, there has been deaths with vaccinated people from the coronavirus and all this good stuff. So, it, you know, at this point, we should all step back and go, OK, <laughs> we got to make sense of this mess. But it, it seems like everybody's just, you know, we got to push forward. We got to, you know, punish the people that aren't. And we got to, you know, make sure that everybody is wrapped up in cellophane, no matter if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. This is going to go up forever. This is never going to end. 
That's it. It's never going to end. Yeah. I mean, it is. We've given the government power. They, I can't. I'm, I'm half a century old, and I have never known a time when the government has given up any power whatsoever. Right. You know, I mean, you got whole agencies and, and branches of government that have been, you know, they're basically nullified in what they're supposed to do. So what they do is they just go, well, we're going to do this instead. You know. Yeah, I know we were established to stop prohibition, but, you know, now we're going to, since prohibition's <laughs> gone, we'll, uh, I don't know, we'll, we'll worry about tobacco. You yeah. Know? <laughs> it's like, what? He was worried about tobacco. <laughs> like, uh, what tobacco crimes are occurring currently? I don't, I don't know. know. They'll, they'll come up with something. Well, you know, the good news in all of this is that the NFL is restricting access to the media. <laughs> <laughs> to the players so uh, the NFL, silver lining silver lining guys mm. the nfl informed clubs that the locker room on game day will be restricted to 50 people and the only media allowed which i don't know how that works when you have 53 mm. on a roster but isn't it 53 but then you have some that are inactive like you have a cert- you can only have a certain number that are active on game day. I have no idea. I think I, I can't keep I track of all the changes anymore. But um, there are media allowed in the locker room, but it's only the team, team affiliated. Media. Yeah, media. so that means uh, who is our guy? Scott. Scott Smith. Scott Smith. Casey Phillips. Casey Phillips. Um, Carmen Vitale. Is she officially with the Buccaneers? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah. Rick Stroud, hardest hit by this, <laughs> but we wouldn't know it because Ralph got us blocked. Uh, so, so there we have it. There it is. Is that all the uh, coronavirus news around the league? Um, well, I do have news. BA said that in Houston, he's not letting the team like go out or anything. Even if they're vaccinated, he doesn't care. Wow. He's not letting anyone out. You stay in the hotel. So. Man. He's putting them in a bubble. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. We made a roster move. Are we talking Bucks news now? Yes. Are you done with COVID? Are you yeah. done with league news? You got league news? League? No, I got a few things. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, the Panthers. All this right. Is, this is NFC South. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. Panthers signed a... Uh, Wide receiver Robbie Anderson to a twenty nine point five million two year extension. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, he's their number one, right? Yeah, he's their only one, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he played pretty good last year, I thought. The two yeah. games I saw, yeah, we saw with him. Yeah. So. so, so he will be eligible for his next contract in when he's thirty. <laughs> Is he that old? I think so. Yeah. Well, this was a two-year right. extension, but it, I think he still had three years or something like that. So it's really like five years. Oh wow. Yeah, but he's getting he's getting paid. Okay. You know that's that's what fifteen million a year. I wonder if he'll make it through the next coach. <laughs> <laughs> he just flat out like, said when it. When they get rid of this guy. Yeah. Well, you know what's his? This is his second year. Yeah. So, you know, he's got to do something this year. He's got one more year maybe after this. Maybe. They've done a lot of rebuilding, so I suspect even if they don't do well this year, he might have another year. But you can't, I mean, you can't pull off a a 2 and 15. No. I know. they got to at least, you know, bump it up to four wins maybe. (laughs) Uh, Let me see. Uh, Josh Rosen signed with the Falcons. He is now their backup quarterback because A.J. McCarron, who was their backup quarterback, tore his ACL. Uh. And they signed Josh Rosen, who had just got cut by the 49ers. That poor guy. Josh Rosen, you know, he was a first-round draft pick. Yes, like first overall. Was he first right? overall? I think so. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to look it up. Okay, you look it up. Uh, you know, and then he gets, he's bounced around the league, and he's never really been given a chance. He was with Miami. Yeah. And Well, that's what happens when you're the guy by somebody, mm-hmm. and then the next year that, you know, that coach gets fired. And, you know, I mean, we saw it with Glennon. He was Shiano's guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the next next coach that came in, it wasn't. Nope. They didn't want to. Uh, oh, he was 10th overall. I was wrong. Yeah, he was. Selected in What'd the first say? round. Shut up. I'm sorry. I had something in my ear. 
was coughing when you said that. You'll never hear it again. <laughs> I'll, can, I'll replay this. I know. Matter of fact, you know, I'm going to get replay. a clip of that, put it on a soundboard so I can just play it mm-hmm. 20 times a day just to make no. myself feel better. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> you just have it playing on repeat. When I'm starting to feel depressed. You can make a song out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, he hasn't really done much in the league. He started with the Dolphins uh, for one year, right? And Yeah, he was at the Cardinals. Then he went to the Dolphins. Oh, he was the Cardinals. That's right. Yeah. And they traded him. It was a big, big trade deal, right? Yeah, I just closed his <sighs> wiki. Okay. We got this. We're going to read the biography. Josh Rosen. And then we had him on our practice squad. I was really hoping he might be the future of the Buccaneers. So he was the fourth quarterback selected in the 2018 draft. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then the car in the 2019 draft the cardinals drafted kyler murray oh he was first overall yeah and rosen was traded to the dolphins for a second round and a fifth round hmm. and then he was the backup to ryan fitzmagic well with the yeah with miami he he only started 3 games with them yeah in in 2019 in 2018 with arizona he started 13 he was in 14 games with them uh he had a 55.2 percent completion rate 11 touchdowns to 14 interceptions with miami he had one touchdown to five interceptions yeah he hasn't really shown a whole lot in the league but he hasn't gotten a lot of opportunity either. I mean. Right. Yeah. You know, and when he was with Arizona, they sucked. Right. And when he was at Miami, they sucked. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Well, and you do that quarterback juggling, like no one can succeed like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I'm just not a big fan of that. No. So, so he's with Atlanta. He's with Atlanta. And, you know, Matt Ryan's getting up there in the in the years. He. He's a pretty tough guy. Matt Ryan doesn't go out too often, but you know we might be facing Josh Rosen at some point this year. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and you wonder if they're going to end up grooming him to take over for Matt Ryan. Well, with those kinds of stats, I wouldn't be upset if they did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good segue. Let's talk about Jameis. Oh, Jameis. Jameis. Okay, why was Twitter just going on? I did not watch the Saints game. Ralph watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, why was Twitter going off like he was the second coming of Jesus? Like, none of them had ever watched him before. <laughs> like, he is just like Ryan uh, Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, it's either magic or tragic. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Jameis has the capacity. And when we were standing for Jameis... For, good Lord, how long, like, this whole podcast, before we got the GOAT, Mm -hmm. you know, we said this about Jameis. He can be great. He's got an arm on him. If he learned to make better decisions, Mm -hmm. he'd be a threat. And, you know, he's always shown flashes of brilliance. So Mm -hmm. I'm just not... I'm just, it just blows my mind that everyone's like, oh, Jameis got his eyes fixed and now he's amazing. Hmm. It's like, uh, what a, I think it's Taylor Jenkins from the Pewter Report was like, did people think he was using echolocation before <laughs> this? <laughs> like, <laughs> credit to him, that was hysterical. You know, it's like, no, he has done this before. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, I mean, it, it was nothing different than we had seen you know, as as a Buccaneers, but and here here's what makes it almost exactly like the way he was at the Bucks, is it was the receivers. They, mm-hmm. Here's what happened: he had two great passes. Yeah, you know, like bombs. Yes. down the field. Yes, and which he's phenomenal at. We all know this. Yeah, I mean, the guy's got an arm. You know, yeah. his his problem was usually he overthrew guys. Mm-hmm. You know, Vincent Jack or not Vincent Jackson, uh, the Philadelphia guy. Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. Too many Jacksons in this league. Yeah. You know, he that was always his thing. You know, he overthrew me. But with these these receivers that he that caught this ball, if you go back and look at the, those plays, the receivers were making 
unbelievably spectacular catches. The one guy caught it one-armed in the end zone. one arm. It had nothing to do with Jameis. Now, Jameis put it in a good spot, but to be honest with you, the guy was covered by a cornerback. And so not the best decision. No. You know, but it, it was. It, it, and, and those balls can go either way, as we mm-hmm. saw in his 30 interceptions. Right. Yeah. And if you look at all the passes he threw previously, too, none of them were on point. Receivers were having to, you know, like I pointed out in the videos, but the accuracy between Tom Brady and Jameis Winston, you know, receivers were having to stop, twist around, uh, jump up in the air, all this good stuff. And, you know, to me, it was they should be talking about how great those receivers were. You know, that James Winston, he didn't do anything that I saw that was spectacular. And I mean, you, you could say the one touchdown with the guy with the one arm that caught it with one arm, you could say that was a very good placed ball. And it was. It dropped right in. But like I said, the guy was covered like a blanket, and he just you know caught it with one arm. He had to catch it with one arm. He, you know, the, other guy, the guy was on his other arm. Mm-hmm. So it to me, it was very much the wide receiver's. Exactly the same as it was here in Tampa Bay. You know, Mike Evans can catch a ball. You know, you throw Any it 50, tw- 50 tw- ball. Yeah, throw it twelve feet in the air. Mike Evans is going to catch it most mm-hmm. likely. You know, or draw a pass interference flag. Yes, on him or the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, I didn't see anything spectacular with Jameis Winston. You know, I saw the receivers were really stepping it up. And again, you know, Jameis Winston had Mike Evans here and. You know, he's he's always had good receivers around him. So, you know, it's kind of like Johnny Football. You know, when he was playing, you know, he had Mike Evans. Mm -hmm. And you take Mike Evans out of the situation, Johnny Football sucked. I mean, he was absolutely horrible. You know, Mike Evans will make any quarterback look good. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Jameis Winston has never played on a professional NFL team where he didn't have spectacular wide receivers. And these guys... Or just make great catches, you know. And uh, what's his face came in? Taysom Hill. Was ta- was it Taysom Hill? Who's their third quarterback? I don't know. Anyhow, Taysom Hill came in and did the same thing. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't throw two touchdowns though, like Jameis did. He just got one, but still, it was great, and it was a great catch and all that good stuff. So, I I, th- I chalk it up more to the receivers than I do to Jameis Winston. So, that's my thoughts on it. And well, I found it very strange. I wanted to tweet that out. I was like, is nobody giving these receivers credit? Those were great. I mean, outstanding catches by these guys. You know, it, it wasn't Winston that caught the ball. <laughs> you know, did. I didn't even think a couple of them weren't really even good decisions. Right. And those oh, with Jameis, mm-hmm. you know, he's got that decision-making problem. That was his problem. It was mm-hmm. never his arm. Yes. Yeah, he's got the happy feet. Uh, he gets frantic and poor decision making. He doesn't read the field well yeah. at all. And you know that could have been because he couldn't see it, or it's just who he is. It's just not a great decision maker. Mm-hmm. So that will be determined this year, I think. Should he get named the starter? Please, God, name him know, the starter. I know. Please could you imagine? Jesus. Could you imagine if he's the starter? Right. We play him. Uh, we played New England. Cam Newton's the starter. Uh, you know, and then, we, of course, we got Matt Ray. It's like we can't get away from these guys, but it's great. I love playing against them. Yeah. I do, too. I know. I, I really want to play against Jameis Winston. You know, he he got that bomb on us. No, that, that trick you're play. You're so mad at him. Oh. <laughs> Which, again, that's one of those things he's great at. Yes, of course he's going to make that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can make those plays. Right. He but absolutely he, can. He's going to make. But give us, a, I mean, you have to put him in for more than one play. <laughs> like, put him in for more than yeah. one play and let yeah. us have a shot at him. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's not a comeback guy. Uh, he, no, it's easy to get him rattled. Very easy. You know, he gets spooked quick. Mm-hmm. He makes terrible decisions. Mm-hmm. And he's, now, he's not a, good under pressure. He's a liability at times. So. Yeah. Please, God, name him your starter. Please. New Orleans. Please. I'd and much... the fans are on board, which mm-hmm. I love Let's... even more. And you know I want to make Saints, Saints fans very happy. Mm-hmm. So I think and we should gift him Jameis Winston as a starter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, you look at the guy. He broke the record for interceptions because he does stuff like that. You know, he'll just throw the ball whether the guy's covered or, you know, he'll just throw inaccurate balls and hope that the receiver can twist and make the catch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We'll see. I I really want to see. But we don't play them until week, what, six? Or is it week eight? Right, that's plenty of time for him to have a meltdown. Yeah, and get pulled and Taysom Hill come in. So I'm like, man. I know, but Taysom Hill wasn't that great last year. I know, but it's not as nice beating up on Taysom Hill because he's not James Winston. I don't know, that's like Sean Payton's guy, though. Yeah, well, it's just, I want payback on James Winston. You know, I love James Winston. He was, you know, we rooted for him. We cheered him on. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk bad about him until he, until he left. Until he left. And then, we, you know, we, we were like, okay, we got something better now and all that. And then he went to the Saints. He went to the mm-hmm. Saints. Guess what you are now? You're Dead enemy. to me. You're an enemy. Yeah. Yes. And then you come in and throw that pass, get a touchdown <laughs> on a trick play. Man. Oh, and man. then acted all like you did something. Yeah, like Get Ooh, out of here. we're the best. And we stomped your butt in the playoffs mm-hmm. where it mattered. <laughs> I know. <sighs> okay. Okay. So that's my thoughts on it. It was more the receivers than it was Jameis Winston. Love it. I agree. I just who was that? I'm who not was impressed? Who was that guy that caught it one handed? It was Call- Is it Callaway? That sounds right. It does sound right. But he was, yeah, I, they've had to move all kinds of people around in that receiver core because of Michael Thomas being gone. Well, I tell you what, they got some receivers. It seems like that's what they really focusing on. But it's, well, it's weird because the last season with Michael Thomas out, you know, they had brought in Emmanuel Sanders, hoping that would be a good one-two punch. And then Michael Thomas was out the whole season and Emmanuel Sanders did like nothing. Hmm. He was a big free agent signing for them. That's right. And then they let him go after a year. And now they're having to rebuild their whole receiver room. And especially with Michael Thomas being out because of his ankle surgery. Mm-hmm. They're kind of in dire straits as far as receivers go. They did convert Ty Montgomery from running back to receiver. Mm, yeah. And, um, yeah, well, that's but, basically what he did at Green Bay. Anyhow, he was just a the receiving running back. Uh, was but he they, at Green Bay? I thought he was at the Colts. Uh, I'll look it up. Uh, I think he, he was at Green Bay originally, and then I think he went to the Jets. Oh, okay. uh, it's kind of been a journey. Yeah, no, but what? Yeah, Green Bay, Hilton, Baltimore. Ty Hilton is who I'm thinking of. At the Colts. Oh, yeah, okay. Ty Ty. Well, the Saints have ten receivers now, and you know, of course, Alvin Kamara is a big time receiver. Sure, yeah. Running back, Latavius yeah. Murray. You know, he catches the ball out mm-hmm. of the backfield. So they basically have twelve receivers on their roster right now. Yeah. Well, I think it's just because they don't. You know, they're trying to. Get mm-hmm. that room solidified. They don't have anybody there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ty Montgomery was with the Packers. Wow. From 2015 to 2018. Mm-hmm. Then he went to the Ravens, Jets, and now the Saints. Yep. Yeah. So. He dropped a ball, too. Oh, he did? Yeah. The Saints game. Oh. Right off his hands. Boink. That's funny. Oops. Okay. You got any more news from around the league? No, I'm done. All right, I just have a few uh, training camp notes, and then uh, that's all I got. Okay. So we did make a roster move. Besides putting Ryan Suckup on the COVID list, we waived injured with an injury designation and tackled Chidi Okiki. So he's gone. And let's see, on Tuesday... uh, Jordan Whitehead didn't practice. John Mulchin, Cam Gill, and Cyril Grayson, as well as Earl Wadford. But that might have been a day off. And then Cam Brait was on the side with a trainer. Mr. Greg Allman brought us that news. And then um, today, Cam Gill and Earl Wadford were out. Cam Gill still. I know. Whoa. And how, I how in the world is he going to make the team? I don't know. Has he practiced at all this Unless preseason? Unless he's already made the team, they feel like. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. 
I've already I said know. enough about that. Yeah. Uh, just real quick, uh, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be quarterback one for the Denver Broncos. I saw that. <laughs> like, okay, whatever. Well, I tell you, there's something about him, man. Teams just can't, can't not give up on him. He so, must so. practice really well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's hard to find a, car, a starting caliber quarterback, you know, that's, yeah. that's moderately decent, yeah. mediocre. Well, let's see. He started with Minnesota. Then he was with New Orleans, and he was with Carolina. Has uh, that been it? Yeah, and, and then and Carolina now, traded him to Denver. Now to Denver. And he was a starter at every single one of those. Mm-hmm. You know, he started when Drew Brees got hurt. So, yeah, I mean, something he, about him that coaches just love. Yeah. Well, I think that he's a kind of a proven, proven quarterback. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the longevity though. Mm. So, um, BA said that uh, the oh, Robert Hainsey is going to practice or play on Saturday. So that's pretty exciting. More offensive line depth. They're practicing. So they practiced Tuesday through Thursday. So they'll have a practice tomorrow. Then Friday, they'll probably travel. Saturday's the game. And last thing, uh, apparently the NFL teams, they have to give players four consecutive days off. So the Bucks won't practice um, after Saturday. So Saturday they have the game, so then they have to have four days off. And so okay. they won't practice again until Thursday. But then they'll have a full week to prep for the Cowboys game because the game is the following Thursday. Ooh, I'm so excited. I ah. know. Oh, my goodness. Are you going to make a wager with our Dallas oh, fan I, I friend? Oh, I already did. Yeah. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. What are you going to win? Money. <laughs> That's the only thing we bet. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Love it. Mm. Take me, buy me something nice. Okay. Okay. Buy you some Taco Bell. Okay. I'll take you out to dinner Taco Bell. All right. You know how to treat a girl right. <laughs> okay, that's all I got, Ralph. That's it? Else? That's it. Well, we got to come up with something else to talk about because we're at 40 minutes. No, come on. <laughs> I can I'm sit here and talk bucks. Talk Let, let's talk. Let's talk bucks. Okay. You know, uh, that preseason game was a little worrisome. You but, think so? You know, but Pewter Report is saying, and they're normally the ones who are pretty dramatic, I think. Uh, they're saying all the people who need to play are are, are fine. Like, mm-hmm. this is just, it's kind of like what we said. It's the depth that we're um, looking at now, and they're fine. Yes. And, and you know, I, I get that. And I'm not like concerned, concerned, but what I, what it is that I'm concerned about is the same issues we had last year were present in this game, okay. you know, with other players, drop passes, bad tackling, special teams. Special teams. Yeah. I don't, I don't, maybe right, there's something we, about the way this is, the coaching's being done because, you know, it, it'd be different if it was the same group of guys doing the same mistakes. Then you go, yeah, well, it's just those guys, but it seems to be, <laughs> well, Endemic. I haven't seen the starters. Like, are the starters dropping balls, having the same issues? Yeah. I don't know. You know, we haven't really seen a lot of them. Yeah. So I don't think we can make that judgment. We have tweets from training camp, but mm-hmm. I don't know how much I trust those. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't know, and I see your point, but I think also. You've got to account for cohesion. Like, none of these guys mm-hmm. have played a full season together or even a full camp together yet. Yeah. And a lot of them are new and learning. So, I- I'm not that worried. I'll be worried if the starters come out and just totally shit the bed, but I don't <laughs> expect that to happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think they're going to shit the bed or anything. And, I, you know, th- th- these guys made a lot of mistakes because of the things that you said 
you know, the uh, lack of cohesion and, and all that good stuff. But what, what I was concerned about is the simple things that we had problems with last year, you know, like catching the ball uh, and tackling in the special teams. Those were the three things I said last year that we need to improve on. And we thought they were doing it with the special teams. It seemed like they were drafting guys that were big special team players. I ain't seen it. And the, the, the catching the ball, I mean, it, it's like endemic to everybody on our team. Our running backs, uh, our the main guys. I mean, Chris Godwin, you know, Tom Brady said Chris Godwin had the best hands of any receiver he's ever played with. And then throughout the playoffs, Chris Godwin was dropping balls like right, crazy. But he had a broken finger. Well, okay. Yeah. He's got an excuse. Okay. I'm sure they all did. There you go. But it just seems when, you know, when your first stringers are dropping the balls and then your second stringers are dropping the balls and your third stringers are dropping the balls, you have to eventually go, eh, you know, maybe there's something about the way they're practicing or being coached up that's not, it's not helping with that. So I don't have a whole lot of faith that the things we had a problem with last year, those three things, the wide receivers dropping the ball or receivers dropping the balls, uh, to poor tackling and offense or special teams tackling and blocking. <clears throat> I don't think they're going to get better this year, but it's fine because we're still going to win the Super Bowl. I know. Well, I would say that the tackling did improve. I think we had like a span where the defense was very tired. And mm, yeah. so I, I think that it did improve towards the end of the season and in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the, when, when I talk about these things and I, you know, I, I'm kind of making it sound worse than it is, you know, I mean, our receivers are great. Our running backs catch the ball great and everything, but you know, we, we throw a lot of passes, uh, and you know, four or five drops a game is big, you know, but it's, I mean, it's not like these guys are dropping every pass that comes their way or anything. It's just one here and there and and whatnot. Uh, Unless Unless you're OJ Howard. And, uh, you know, or, or Tanner Hudson during the regular season. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, what I'm looking for is perfection. And those three things are, you know, it's like with the tackling. I mean, we tackled fine. We're not, you know, getting run over. As a matter of fact, we have the best run defense in the league. If we do it again this year, we'll, like, break a record. I don't know if anybody's ever had three years in a row of uh, being number one run defense. So, anyhow... You know, it's it's not that our tackling is horrible. You know, just like it's not like our special teams is horrible. It's just they're not great. You know, it's not they're not elite like I want them to be. But I think the point that you're trying to bring up is that it's not something that it seems like the coaching staff addressed. No. In the off season. Or know how to address. It just seems it seems like it's endemic with the way we practice and are coached. You know, you're gonna have those this is gonna happen. Well, and I wonder how much, you know, emphasis is actually put on these things. Right. I don't know. Exactly. I think tackling, you know, they they do. Yeah. But, you know, how much do they care about special teams? I don't know. They certainly tried to shore it up in the off season, mm-hmm. but is it just one of those things where we're not putting the same emphasis on it? Like, mm-hmm. all these special teams guys they're either on the offense or the defense, you know, that's their main position group. And so how much time do they spend on special teams? I don't know. I think, I think a lot less time than on most teams because, you know, we've got the two practices going on at the same mm-hmm. time. Normally with most teams, you've got the one practice going on and then everybody else is doing special teams. Yeah. You know, so we don't have as much special team focus. So that might be the design. Yeah. And and I think Bruce Arians is, while he likes endurance and toughness, I think he's very wary about injuries. Mm -hmm. You know, because he's he's talked about that ever since he's been here, that he tries to avoid injuries during training camps. So I think tackling is not uh, focused on during practice. You know, he he probably figures these guys, they're professionals. They know how to tackle. You know, so (laughs) it's not like... Who was it? Mike Smith, I think it was. It was oh, his tackling technique that he t- taught those guys was horrible. Was that the arm tackling? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's totally changed all their tackling techniques, and it just turned out to be crap. 
So he's probably just like, well, you know, these guys are professionals. They know how to tackle. I'm not going to take a chance of injuring them or teach them new techniques. Just Well, I think it's hard to do against your own team, too. Yeah. yeah. Like when you're tackling. I mean, you don't really want to tackle your own guys. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. I, I, I like tackling. I'm a big, big fan of tackling. Uh, John Lynch was one, probably one of the best tacklers <laughs> that I've ever seen. And, uh, you know, you just don't see really good tackling a whole lot anymore. But, you know, the, some of the stuff we're doing, you're just like, uh, you need to improve that a little bit. And we're not doing it. I haven't seen it yet. Well, I wonder how much they expect the individual players to kind of yeah, that's what I sort up themselves yeah. rather than coaching. Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to go through the roster and see who we think might? No. Well, yeah, we can zip through it real quick and and see what we can see. All right, let's look at the cornerbacks. So we've got Ross Cockrell, Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean, Dee Delaney, Antonio Hamilton, Herb Miller, Sean Murphy Bunting, and Chris Wilcox. So, of course... Carlton Davis, he's good. Jamel Dean, he's good. Sean Murphy Bunting, he's good. Probably Ross Cockrell is fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how many do you keep on the roster, and who do you think fills those spots? Well, I like An- Antonio Hamilton. I know, me too. I think we, me too. we should keep him. Yeah. You know, Herb Miller, he's a BA guy. Chris Wilcox, I'm not sold on. I don't know why he still has a job. He got burned in that last preseason game. Mm. And D. Delaney, I think, has been okay. Do you yeah. recall him, number no, 30? Number 30. Not too much. No, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty much the same as it was last year, but hopefully we can squeeze Antonio Hamilton in. Uh Jamal Dean. Jamel. Jamel. It's going to be another year of me saying Jamal. You have Jamal. the hardest time with that. I know. <laughs> and it's, it's just pronounce it like it's spelled. J-A-M-E-L. Can't, Can't do, do it. it. Can't do it. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Antonio Hamilton's the only one that, and Ross Cockrell are the two where I say, I really want them to make need the need those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think Cockrell's safe. I think so, too. Yeah, just given the limited time he's actually played in the preseason. Oh, yeah. He's been blowing it up. Yeah. yeah. And he's been playing great. And mm-hmm. he's been one of those training camp warriors. So mm-hmm. I think he's good. I think he's done enough. Okay. Let's go to the defensive line. We got Khalil Davis, Golston, Jeremiah Ledbetter, Steve McClendon, Nacho, Pat O'Connor, Benning, Patoa. Kobe Smith, who was that? Damakong Sue Vita Bea. So, Sue, Vita, Nacho, McClendon, and Golston. Those are safe. Mm-hmm. I think I think Patrick O'Connor is safe. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, I think so, too. Anthony Nelson, he's probably safe. Don't yeah, know. Don't they've know. got some of them listed as defensive linemen, and then I guess – uh, like Anthony Nelson will be in the outside linebackers group. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wonder about Ledbetter. Have you seen him all preseason? Yeah, I saw him a little bit. He didn't really do a whole lot. When was he playing? Do you remember? Late, late in the game. Ooh. Yeah. That's not a good sign. Yeah. You can always kind of tell, like, are they on the bubble? <laughs> are we upgrading there? Benning, Pitoa. I don't know about him. Kobe Smith, I do not even remember. <laughs> okay. Uh, guard. So, onto the offensive line. We got Alex Kappa, Nick Leverett, Ali Marpet, John Mulchin, Aaron Stinney. <coughs> yeah. Uh, Kappa, obviously, Stinney, Marpet. I, oh, we might keep all those guys. That's what I was saying. I know. There ain't a single one I, I look at and I go, eh, let's get Yeah. Well, apparently Leverett, someone was saying he might play guard in the game. I think I saw that on Twitter. Hmm. Might be misinformation. 
And um, oh yeah, because Hainsey, if he comes back, we're going right. to see him at center, mm-hmm. and then they might put Molchan over at guard. So okay, you know, if any of these guys, the only ones that really stand out to me are the bad ones. Josh Wells. Josh Wells, and then there's one other one I can't remember. I want to say it starts with an S. We'll probably get to it when we get to the tackles, but. Brad Seaton. Yeah, that's the one. So, uh, I don't. I, I would like to see how the depth shakes out there. I, I think I think they're working on that one. It seems like they're kind of prioritizing and really uh, focusing on that group because we've shuffled a lot of guys in and out. You know, mm-hmm. we signed that guy last week. This week we just dropped uh, Chidi, who's a tackle. So seems like they're putting a lot of stock into that. Okay, linebacker core. This one's going to be fun. Okay, so we got KJ Britt, Levante David, Joe Jones, Kevin Minter, Grant Stewart, your Viking, and Devin White. So how many do you keep? So Kevin Minter, Seven. Levante, and Devin... They're all safe. That's three. I think last year we only had four, four or five. That's right. Yeah, we were I think low. We only kept four. Yeah. So do you keep Grant and Joe Jones and KJ Britt? KJ Britt, they drafted. Joe Jones had a pick six in the preseason, and then they've said they like Grant Stewart. Yeah, we kept five inside linebackers last year. Okay, so all these guys might have a job. That's interesting. Um. Okay, I'm going to skip the kicker in the long snapper. Safety, Antoine Winfield Jr., Jordan Whitehead, Mike Edwards, and Javon Hagan, and Chris Cooper. Ooh, uh, have I, you noticed that, Chris Cooper? Nope. Me neither. Javon Hagan. Yeah, yeah I noticed okay. him get burned. Oh, okay. There yeah, we go. Ooh. Hillman. Are, are we kind of late at safety? Is that normal? <laughs> no, nah, we normally keep four, right? Okay. Yeah, and our top, I mean, we have three already, Mike Edwards, Whitehead, and Winfield. That's pretty good. We got three in that group coming back. And so, Mm -hmm. and Javon Hagen, he played for us last year. Mm -hmm. So if he comes back, that'll be the same group. Yep. Well, no, we had Adams last year, didn't we? Oh, we did have Andrew Adams, yeah. Yeah, and I think Javon Hagen was practice squad, back Mm -hmm. to active roster, kind of back and forth a little bit. But still has familiarity with the offense. Yes. Ooh, let's talk about the running back room. Okay. What do we even do with the – okay. Giovanni Bernard. We have five running backs right now, right? Yeah. Giovanni Bernard, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, and CJ Proces and Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah, I think we're going to keep the same ones we had last year except add Giovanni Bernard. I don't know if Proces will make it. I agree. I think so too. So I think Keyshawn Bond stays, Rojo, Fournette, and mm-hmm. Bernard. Yeah. All right. I like it. Not a, not, not a lot of changes with our team, that's for I sure. I know. That's incredible. It is. I, know. Yeah, I mean, everybody does it. it it's so weird how you get it stuck in this, uh, the, the current time. You know, you, we, we don't remember what it was like just a few years ago when we were struggling with our offensive line for years. You know, for like five Lovey years. Ruined it. Yeah, we were just, it was like every year it was like, God, our offensive line is horrible. We need to get this. And we were putting pieces in and all that. And it just, you know, it wasn't really until last year where we, we were with Worfs in there. We went, hey, we've got an offensive line that, you know, we can keep forever, you know, for at least a few years. This is a pretty solid offensive line. Uh, you know, before then we had uh, DeMar Dotson over there. You know, and he was, you know, he was okay. Uh, But then, you know, years before that, it was just, it was a mess. Mm -hmm. Total mess. And then there was the whole, you know, what did we do with Donovan Smith? He's just not living up to standards and blah, blah, blah. And then Tom Brady comes in and all of a sudden he's great. Uh, So, you know, we don't remember what it was like, you know, just a few short years ago where all of our starters were different every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we weren't even sure what quarterback we were going to be starting. Uh, so it's very, very nice to be able to look at this and go, I know that number. I know. 
These are the same guys. This guy's going to make it for except, sure. Except Leonard Fournette had to go and screw that up. You know, he oh changed his number gosh. to a number seven. I'm like, why? I hate them. I, I do. I hate, I hate them. So I really do. I, it's, you were always able to look at the guy's number and tell what position he played. You can't do that now. Like number nine. We got a nine that's playing defensive end or outside linebacker. You know, you're like, what? This, what are you, a quarterback? No. You're an outside linebacker. How's that happen? <laughs> Just weird. Now we got a seven at running back and a nine at offensive line or outside linebacker. Ugh. I hate it. And then when I'm watching teams I don't know, I mean, the Buccaneers, I can figure out the player numbers eventually, but it's teams who I don't know their roster. Yeah. And then, you know, you have guys on the offense with a single or on the defense with a single digit number, and you're like, who is that person? Why is the punter out on the field? <laughs> why, is the, why is the punter playing defense and tackling guys? I don't get it. <sighs> I mean, our punter did. Yeah, opinion saved that one, man. Mm-hmm. It was a shoestring tackle. That's right. And they called that back. And that was such a weak call, you know. The refs suck. But I'm glad they did. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Okay, let's let's talk about the tight end group. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. This is I know. How many did we keep last year? Do you remember? Uh we had uh four. Okay. Uh, so- Claire, Hudson, Gronkowski, and Brait. Okay. So right now we have Jarrell Adams, Bray Gronk, Howard, Tanner Hudson, and Cody McElroy. So Jarrell Adams, I don't do you recognize that name? No. Number eighty two? No. And Tanner Hudson is on the bubble. I wonder if he's fighting with Cody McElroy. Mm-hmm. Well McElroy and, hasn't done anything. Not, you don't think not so? in the preseason. Uh uh-uh. uh. He scored a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, on that <laughs> horrible trash throw. We just tossed him in. That was that was embarrassing. But uh, you know, scoring a touchdown. Yeah, yeah it was a great. It basically landed on top of him. The ball did. Uh, I haven't seen. He he's also dropped quite a few. I think he had a fumble. There was you know the blocking hasn't been great. So I th- I think between Tim and Tanner Hudson, at this point I give it to Tanner, but. He's Tanner. He's doing great in the preseason. <sighs> I don't know. It's unfortunate. Yeah. So, you know, we're keeping O.J. Howard, Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Bright. Right. That's fine. So, you know, whoever the fourth guy is. Not going to steal out of playing yeah, time anyway. Yeah. Special teams, maybe. Well, so, until O.J. Howard gets injured. <laughs> His <laughs> annual injury. Yeah. His vacation the <laughs> How many how many games has he played in four years? Not uh I think his first year he might have played like fourteen, but since then it's been like yep. I would say he's got twenty he's, hold on. Twenty one games total in this oof, season. You're way off. How many? Thirty seven. Okay. Yeah. That's not way No, forty two. Forty two. Really? Yeah. He started thirty seven. Oh, okay. But he's played 42 in four years, which averages out to 10.5. Really? A year. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's missing way more than that. He played 14 in 2017, 10 in 2018, 14 in 2009, and four last year. Okay. Wow. It's so weird how your most mes- recent memory kind of shapes yeah. Man. how you think of people. That's a thing in psychology. It's called. Uh, but then there's the first impression bias too. Yeah, first impression bias. But there's now I want to say it's called recent memory bias, but that's not <laughs> it. But it's you put more importance on what what's you, happened lately. What's happened lately? Yeah, I did that with Julio Jones too. I was like, he's been injured a lot in the last few years, and you're like, no, he hasn't <laughs> like, ever no. like twice. This <laughs> was like two games in twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, who do you, th- you think is going to start a quarterback? I mean, we've got this uh, Blaine Gabbert guy. I heard he's pretty good. Oh, my gosh. And then we drafted Kyle Trask, so I think it's a toss-up. between Quarterback competition. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just rotate them out and see what happens. So our prediction is Ryan Griffin's going to the practice squad. Kyle Trask is going to be third quarterback. Blaine yeah. Gabbert's going to be second. Yeah. I think so, too, just because you don't want to lose Kyle Trask to another team, picking yeah. him up off the practice squad. Mm-hmm. 
But do you think Ryan Griffin will get picked up by anybody? He could get a backup job oh, somewhere, I think. He's been on the practice squad back and forth, right? For, to, yeah. What is this, his right. ninth year? Yeah, he's like 31 or something. How old is he? <laughs> Hold on. I got it right here. Yeah, he's 31. So is Blaine Gabbert. Wow, Tom Brady is 44. Jesus. It's crazy. That's crazy. Ryan Griffin was with New Orleans from 2013 to 2015. Uh, Cam Brayton started at New Orleans, too. Hey. <laughs> you want to look at the wide receiver room? Yeah, let's do that real quick, and then we've got to wrap it up. Cool. Okay, we got Antonio Brown, Jalen Darden, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Cyril Grayson, Tyler Johnson, Travis Johnson, Jaden Mickens and Scotty Miller. Oh man, it's going to be a tough one. That is a that is a stacked room right I there. I know. Obviously, so, okay, Mike, Chris, and Antonio, and is Scotty Miller safe? Scotty safe, right? Oh, uh, sure. I don't know. I think so. I think based on everybody else. Yeah, you would think so. Over, like, the bottom guys, who I think are uh, Cyril Grayson, Tyler Johnson, Travis Johnson, Jaden Mickens. I think Scotty's above all those. Well, we're going to keep, what, seven or eight? I don't know. How many did we have last year? Uh, Sometimes seven, sometimes eight. Okay. So, Antonio, Mike, Chris. We'll say seven. Let's say seven. Okay. Pick seven. Who do you like? Okay. Antonio, Mike, and Chris. Those three are safe. So we got four, really, that are up for grabs. Uh, yeah, I think Scotty Miller is okay. safe. I think Jalen Darden is safe. Um, Jaden Mickens, I could take or leave. Mm. Like, I'm not too thrilled with well, he, his special teams play. Yeah. Right now, he's still our starting punt and kick returner. Right. So to me, I'm like, if he's there, he's certainly making the team. But I'm not thrilled with his performance there. I mean, you got you got Tyler Johnson, Sour Grayson, Justin Watson. Oh, where Justin Watson is not on my roster. Is oh, that, he's on the pup list. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, so Sour Grayson and Tyler Johnson. I mean, they've been with us for a few years. Yeah, and then Travis Johnson. So I th- I like Tyler Johnson. I think he's shown some splashes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's serviceable. So we're looking at two, four, five, six, seven. You, so if you keep Tyler Johnson, you think we're going to keep Jaden Mickens? Yeah. Yeah. So that leaves us one more spot between yeah. Cyril Grayson, Justin Watson, or no, Cyril Grayson. Cyril. Cyril. <laughs> Cyril Grayson, Travis Johnson, and Jalen Darden. Oh, we're keeping Jalen. So that's it. Cyril. Yeah. Probably, we had him on the practice squad last year, and he's okay. kind of back and forth. So yeah. I Doink. can see him on the practice Yeah. Doink. Exactly. And then Travis Johnson, I don't know about him. All right. So really, we're just going to be adding Jalen Darden. Yeah. Uh, it's like our rookies. That's pretty much. Yeah. Kyle Trask, Robert Hainsey. Uh, we, we do have, we think Hamilton will make it cornerback. Yeah. But, yeah, other than that, it's all rookies. Yeah, guys that they've handpicked. Yeah. Interesting. All right, guys. I think that's going to wrap it up for us. So, uh, that, that That's what we think the team is going to be like. <clears throat> we might change after this third preseason game, but. I think there's very few spots. There's very few spots available. I know. I know. I'm surprised. And, and we've got very few guys that, uh, you know, are really good. You know, I like the Jalen Darden. I like him. Although, you know, he hasn't done anything. You know, he looked good in the first preseason game. He's He's been great at training camp, so we've heard. But last preseason, last game, he didn't do anything. And, uh, you know, so, but none of these guys are making and breaking. I mean, we, they're all backups. You know, mm-hmm. We don't have a single player that we're that we're worried about cutting. That we go, oh man, that's really going to hurt our team. If he- and not just backups, but like third 
third, fourth string. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not even. Yeah, I like think our backups are even pretty much settled. Yeah. Well, KJ Britt, he'll probably be. Yeah, I think a, he'll make a it. backup. Clo- yeah. He'll be he'll be the closest to a first stringer of all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even even Kyle, Kyle Trask is going to be third stringer. I know. I don't know. Robert Hainsey, he might be put in this year if somebody gets hurt. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, it's all veterans, man. Joe Tryon. There we go. Yeah. He might, he might, he'll probably be in rotation this year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Kind of like a Carl Nassib Mm -hmm. where he was kind of the third guy. Yeah. He'll probably get about 10 snaps a game Mm -hmm. and and more as. Well, and they're talking about having packages for him. Mm. So. Interesting. All right. That's going to wrap it up for us, guys. Till next time. Go Bucks.